0: Nice stage!
1: Nice 83 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast. A podcast that now covers local football in this great town of ours, as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills, highs and lows of my team, Hastings United. On the show this week, week 13 of the Hastings Report with ESFL legend Leon Pettit. Timothy Booth-Jones gives his Tim's takes on the ladies team in League Cup action. And finally, we've got the SBTS Fan roundtable, enjoy grassroots football fans, and now up to week thirteen of the Hastings Report. It gives me great pleasure to do week thirteen of the Hastings Report uh, with my wonderful co-host uh, Leon Pettit. Uh, Leon, as I always ask, how's your week been?
2: Yeah, it's been good, mate. Yeah, finally got back back to playing, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about later on.
1: So all good here. Yep, certainly will. Certainly will. Right, so let's move straight into the SCFL. Uh, First of all, second of November's game, which was Bexhill United. There was 147 brave souls got down there. Uh, Evan Archibald won it uh, for Bexhill against Upfield, although five Bexhill players were booked. It's obviously a feisty affair. Uh, First of all, Leon, any thoughts on another win for Bexhill?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I have more to say for the weekend game. To be fair, mate. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: all right. well, well, yeah, that's fine. That's fine because we're going to move straight over to that. So, but then on the uh, the Saturday they faced Hassocks, um, bonfire night. Hassocks have uh, three of their back four out, and Bexhill hit the bar twice. So it's they lost two 0 uh, two goals from Liam Benson. Uh, it's a real shame. That one. Uh, your thoughts on the game, Leon?
2: Yeah, it's an unlucky result for Bexhill. Apparently, sort of gave, they gave Haseks a good game. I think 2-0, I've been a bit harsh on them. I know Bexar had quite a few out missing as well and I filled in a few youngsters in there. So, you don't know if the conditions maybe played a part you know, against the more more experienced Haseks sides. But, yeah, hopefully they'll get a few more back from injuries and suspensions and, and and crack on. It's sort of getting to that time of year now, isn't it, where all the injuries and bookings start to take their toll. Mm-hmm. Gets a, yeah, the more... A good part of the season, I like to call it. A few slide tackles flying in (laughs) in in those conditions.
1: Now that you're back, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No game for Little Common. So we'll go straight into the fixtures. SCFL fixtures on the 8th, which is, uh, we're recording Monday. So Tuesday, hopefully this comes out on Tuesday, just before Little Commons game against Cobra Athletic, mid-table Cobra. Cobra have already played uh, Little Common in the league. Uh, they beat them 2 0 uh, this same fixture in the league. So yeah, I think this could be a tough one for Little Common. What's your thoughts, uh, Liam Madreton?
2: Is it a cup game? See it. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cup. Sorry.
1: It, uh, my... Cup game, so... yeah, Senior Sussex Challenge Cup. Cup games always a bit.
2: Form does go out the window somewhat, doesn't it? So you, you, you just don't know, idea. Do but I mean, just looking at it on paper, I think it'll be a, a tough evening well nice. why not
1: one-off game as you say cup game let's hope they can so then talking of cup games then we got on them on the weekend so the saturday the 12th of uh, november the fa vars for rscfl side starts. so fa vars second round bexhill uh, entertaining eastbourne town in a all-prem affair bexhill last time they played them beat them 3-1 that was back in september i've got a be quite confident that Bexhill can do that again. Don't you, Leon?
2: It depends how many of the um, regulars are back, really. Yeah, I, I did have him as favourites to win it, but you just don't know who's going to be out on the day. But, I mean, big, it's a big occasion for him, isn't it? It's the first mm. time in the they've got this far in the in the vase. So, I, you know, hopefully they'll get a decent crowd down there behind him. So sure. You don't know if the sort of, play, you know, where they're playing, Mark play into their hands a little bit. They'll be more used to playing at the grove, like I was sort of touching upon this time of year. The conditions start to get a bit more crappy really don't know so they might be a bit more climatised to play in there mm. so yeah I think I'll go for a Bexhill win
1: there good right and then we've got little common travel to Wallingford and Uh they're a combined counties, Prem Northside uh, they sit lower mid table quite changeable form I had a look at their form earlier but obviously a bit of an unknown that little common travelling to uh, you got any ideas on it Leon
2: yeah, look at someone doing their research for a change hey eh? There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I see they leak a few few goals. I don't think their defensive record is that great. And with firepower, you know, obviously they've got Lewis Hole it's their main man, but they've got goals throughout the throughout the squad. So, again, you know, again, like, like I say, it's a big occasion. So you think the players will be up fired up for it. So I'd go for, go for a little comments, to go out at their place, give them a thumping.
1: Good, well, we certainly hope so. Right then, so moving on to the uh, MSFL. First of all, obviously, Hollington. Hollington did not play this week, so we we'll go straight over to Sutherland Rangers. Unfortunately, uh, couldn't get past uh, Holland Sports. Holland Sports beat them at their place 4-3. Joseph Hill got a hat-trick and John Hill for Holland Sports with Regan, Constable, Lucas Zon, and Isaac Perrin getting the goals for Sutherland Rangers. That's a real shame, that one, a real gutting one to be have you know, as a home fixture, would have seen it as a, as a massive chance for him to pick
2: up some three points. But it weren't to be. But I um, can't really see a lot of, it, you know, there's not a lot on social media or anything to, to suggest how how they thought it went. So I can't really say a great deal more.
1: And then we go over to, uh, well, everything happened in this game. Westfield 5, Rubberfield 5. Uh, at one point, Westfield were <laughs> winning 4-0. So a tremendous comeback from Rubberfield. Yeah, half- half-time it was 2-0. Goals from uh, George Landais, you've got a hat-trick. Ryan Moore and Warren Pethig for Westfield with Sam Saunders getting a hat-trick. Nathan Milroy and Alan Power for Rutherfield. You know, uh, Westfield, even at the death, went up 5-4 up and and still uh, Rutherfield came back and equalised. So it just wasn't to be. And just quickly, just to mention for a Hastings lad, he was on loan there for Westfield. Uh, Ronnie Austin, who got a serious uh, leg break while playing uh, in the last couple of minutes of the game as well. And obviously, I'm sure we all send our regards, as everyone else does in the league, to the lad to get, get hopefully back on that pitch as soon as he can.
2: Yeah, well, it sounds like one hell of a game, doesn't it? As far as Westfield, I think i I'll see that more as a loss in points to you know, to go 4-0 full, up. Sort of let them leak the goals they did second half. I'm sure Westfield would be very disappointed. Obviously, they're you know they're chasing that. We've got to say that second automatic yeah. promotion spot behind Hollington. So that, that's a slip up. But I mean, it's it's still you know fairly tight those positions in the mm-hmm. top half of the table. Obviously, Hollington are flying. So you know,
1: yeah, still got plenty more games left yet. So then we move on. Uh, uh, Battletown went to Ringmer, and yet again, Battletown absolutely stuff aside. 5 win- 1 winners. I mean, this is six wins out of seven now for Battle Town. Uh, and obviously, as I said, I thought they were going to struggle. It's clearly, I know nothing. Glenn Carrick got two, Tristan Mayhew, Adam Robinson, and Michael Booth got the goals for Battle Town. Uh, f- yeah, fantastic, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're on a great run of form, Leon.
2: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed seeing it. These mm. they're becoming less and less surprising. These results now started off being like, yeah, I go on, I don't know, boys, but now they, just, they seem they're absolutely flying. So i um, have got the table in front of me, 18 Definitely. points now. So I think they're, I think they're safe. So, was
1: enjoying it. Maybe them. it isn't safe anymore. Enjoy maybe it's uh, maybe they're looking for well, something else out of the season. Yeah, well, you never know. You
2: never know. Could be a nice little cut run. But um, yeah, just thinking because Eastbourne Rangers pulled out the league and Willingdon are sort of you know odds on to get relegated i'd mm-hmm. say everyone else is probably safe to be fair because so normally it'd be two to go down but you've got one less team in the league so so yeah we're talking about sellers going struggling so i think they i think they're safe so so enjoy it lads <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> right so we look at the fixtures so we've uh, got fixtures got a league league visit Willingdon a uh, visit in town. that'll be on the uh on the 12th, I, I can't go past uh, Battletown not winning that game. I mean, they're the form side. Can't really add anything more to that. I think Battle will win that. Easy. And then uh, we move into the cup uh, cup fixture. Sussex Intermediate Challenge Cup. Hollington are going to Henfield. Henfield are from the West Sussex Football League Championship. Uh, they're second off bottom. <laughs> okay, they played seven games. They've drawn three and lost four. I, I, with the visit of Hollington, I doubt that that's going to change. I feel that that, if that isn't a cricket score, it's going to be a fairly decent score. Hollington's direction. What do you think, Leon? No, same. I think that's a nice, easy, easy start. Of
2: Hollington on the way to the final, which no doubt they want to be. They'll be aiming for. I think they're definitely going to be one of the favourites to win this cup. I think the other teams, really, like Jarvis Brook and the summon Combination Div Two, the the top of that and there probably a few other teams in that league it's it's a slightly stronger stronger league possibly so mm. but yeah no I think Hollington will be um be flying through the rounds in this competition
1: again in Sussex Intermediate Challenge Cup Settlescombe Rangers going uh, entertaining St Francis Rangers uh St Francis Rangers they're lower mid-table side I mean they've lost the last two so let's hope that Settlescombe can make that three what do you think? Am I just being hopeful there, Leon?
2: Um, who knows? I I don't know what league St Francis Rangers are in. To be fair, I haven't done that. My uh, usual S- bit of research. SCFL Division Two. Okay, so yeah, I'll put St Francis Rangers down then. Like I was saying earlier, I think it's a slightly stronger competition that one. Okay.
1: And the last one in in the Intermediate Cup got Westfield entertaining Southwater. Again, that's another Div Two SCFL side a cup game, Westfield at home. They can score goals, Westfield. It's just keeping them out occasionally, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no. Hope you know, they've they've shown they can put in the performances, some of the results they got, and they've they were in that league a couple of seasons ago, so a few you know, a few in the squad might know might know the, you know a few more of the teams some combination. So yeah,
1: why not? That's that. So we're gonna to go to the ESFL Prem. Postponements, uh, some, uh, lots of cup games. So I'll just go through the games that happened. So we've got Hawkehurst. We're playing Crowhurst. Crowhurst won 4 3. Anton Neal got two. Dominic Clark and an own goal with Hawkehurst, Hawkehurst goals from Billy Fordham and, and <laughs> Mohammed Sally. But that This one puts Crowhurst back in the top four. So I'm good on Crowhurst. St. Leonard Social. We're entertaining Punnett's Town. And, well, the Punnets uh, run out 9-0 winners. Uh, St. Leonard's haven't won a game since September. And they've they've conceded 13 in two games. Not good. Craig Norman got a hat-trick. Alexander Burton got two. Tristan Jarvis, Nicholas Moore, Casey Hamm and Liam Beckett. Got all the goals for Punnets. In top versus second, Bexhill Beat Rye three two, Rye's first defeat of the season, Bexhill's goals, two from Olivehew Peterson and Liam Richards, with the goals for Bexhill Hill and Rye's goals from Rise goals from Daniel Kearley and Sam Pesma. Any thoughts on any of those games, Leon? Uh, it's shaping up to be a nice quite a competitive division. Really?
2: like i said before, you know, Bexhill are a good side, but I was surprised to see Rye lose like that. I think a few of the results shows that, you know, on their on their day anyone can possibly beat anyone in this division. Nice to see Rye Town, I think their man of the match was Liam Ridges. He's only he's only got to be seventeen, eighteen. I oh, his right. parent his parents basically run it. Shane and Charmaine run the reformed the club a few years ago, so it's nice to see and I'm pretty I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure Liam's something to do with Hastings youth set up, so Nice. Sign you him know, up, sign him up. Nice performances at a young age. You might be one to watch out for in the future. So, yeah, well done to him.
1: Nice one. Right, so we move on to ESFL Division 1. Little Common Reserves beat Battletown Reserves 6-2. Uh, in It was a fight of the uh, bottom two clubs. Uh, Little Common were resounding winners. And that man, Atilio. Atilio Field got two. Uh, Nicholas Cavanaugh got a hat-trick. And Rise Jones... For Little Common uh, the goals for Battletown Daniel Turner and Giorgio Wingrove got those goals and that's the only game in that league because uh, some of them are Cups anything to say about that game then Leon?
2: No well well done <laughs> Atelier Atelier <laughs> yeah. Lombardo no. is reborn I know he's dead Palace fan unfortunately <laughs> but well, oh dear yeah
1: so in Division 2 so we've got Nordium 75 playing Sotleskin Rangers Reserves Nordium winning 4-1. Bottom place, several scums, Woes continue. They haven't kept a clean sheet all season. Nordium's goals, Casper Floyd, Dean Hilton, Huish. Adam Page got a couple as well. Big win there. So we go Div 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we've got in Division 3, Bexhill, AAC Reserves, playing Catsfield. Catsfield winning 5-2. Goals from Tom Andrew, Adam Barham. Two from Jacob Jones and a goal from Greg Potter. <laughs> Bloody hell, 11 goals in this one. Tyshurst versus Hurstman Zoo. It should have been at Hurstman Zoo, but luckily enough, Tyshurst agreed to play it at their ground because Hurstman Zoo's ground was was, uh, the pitch was unplayable. I mean, what a game, 6-5, a hat-trick from Robbie Hodgson, Charlie Shearing, and two from Liam Johnson, and I've been assured that one of them was an absolute screamer from 30 yards. For Hurstman Zoo, the goals from uh, Tyshurst were George Brown, two from Joe Kennard and two from Darren Nichols, And that is Division 3. Any comments on that, Leon, or not? No, I could, just, no. could, could suggest that the hurst Zoo result is a sign of a team that's
2: going to win the league, sort of grinding out those you might not have gone their way on the day but still come out and win that game. Hmm. Sign of champions, possibly.
1: Oh, it's called it early. It's called it early. Right then. So we go Division 4, um, subsequent Rangers developmental, played Battletown thirds. Uh, Sedlescum closed the gap to goal difference uh, with this fantastic away win. Chris Ford, Benjamin Link later with two, and Ben Savage scored for a um, Great result for them. Uh, we're going move on to Hastings Athletic. We're playing tack away reserves. Bottom club Hastings Athletic really made a, a game of this. Uh, but... Um, uh, you know, against the Tackleway Reserves, unfortunately, Jamie Pelling had different plans. He bags five goals. Uh, he got all the goals for Tackleway Reserves, unfortunately, uh, for them. Uh, Hastings goals were from Dion Hall, Joel Hennessy and Dudley Prosser. So, um, unfortunately, it's not looking good for Hastings Athletic wellcroft uh park rangers reserves uh won five nil against burwash you know wellcroft made short work of burwash to go seven points clear at the top of div four their goals from george jones aaron wright uh daniel welsh james burnett and benjamin Aikhurst. right then so we go to the cup competitions so uh hollington's reserves we're playing Roderick reserves limited info on this one uh Jake Buckley got the goal in normal time for uh, Hollington reserves, but unfortunately, they lost 6 7 on penalties. And on that day, uh, the coach of uh, Roderick, um, uh, Christian Williams, stepped down. So who knows what's going on there? He'd been there four years and won them three promotions. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so AFC Bardinians three, Wadhurst one. Unfortunately, at time of recording, there's no goals up on the system. So, uh, can't tell you who scored. Billinghurst one ninfield one i've got that jason taylor scored for ninfield i'm just going to check just in case because i just see my phone go i did ask aggie if he did take a penalty <laughs> oh what well, and as uh aggie has replied yes he has he took the classy one <laughs> so uh yeah well that's uh yeah so they won 4-2 on penalties i'm surprised
2: uh, you have obliged here
1: yes. <laughs> Uh, Ferring Saturday Reserves lost to Tackleway. 2-1, so um, Tackleway go through. Toby Shaw and Kale Hakos got the goals for Tackleway, with Rio Imbimbo getting the goal for Ferring Saturday Reserves. Now we move on to a certain Icklesham casuals. Yes, yeah, so no, I know that's a certain Leon was back in the starting line- line-up. Uh, surely this can't be a coincidence <laughs> that Icklesham get back to winning ways. Just to quickly say, hat-trick for Phil Badrock and two from uh, Thomas Cumber. Icklesham winning 5-2. Leon, please tell us.
2: Obviously, it was all down to my presence. Making my, uh, yeah, coming back from injury. Um, was just glad the game was on, obviously, after the downpours we had. The days leading up to it and it was pretty treacherous getting over there. and It's made for nice slide tackling conditions. Did, um you ever seen the video of Sol Campbell making a slide tackle and he slides off the pitch into the stands? I managed to pull one of them off at one stage. Oh, but, superb. Yeah, well, lost control really, I wouldn't say. It was <laughs> a good tackle. But, but um, no, luckily for us, um, Beaumont Park were, weren't really a, a good size. I mean, to be fair, they were a nice, nice bunch of lads, to be fair to them. But I've, I've, I've been there myself, sort of mm. travelling two hours over to West Sussex to get thumped and for them to do that. And then add, add the pissing down rain to it. It wasn't a fun day for him So, yeah. And then next round, we've got Eastbourne Athletic of the Mid-Sussex League, which would no doubt be a bit of a tougher challenge. But
1: Yeah. We're uh, at your place or there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it was, it was
2: good to be back though. It's nice to last an hour or so. So, yeah.
1: And uh, Yeah, yeah. So, you come off after about an hour. Was that just mm. precautionary or were you just sad?
2: Yeah, bit by for it. No. <laughs> well, we had the subs to you, so um, manager, you know, took me off. But I didn't, I didn't, didn't care. It. Really. I was just happy to no
1: petulance, no. Yeah, Get through, yeah, to happy to
2: get through un- unscathed, really. So I was already winning. Had fun watching on the sidelines. So there's a nice little red card near the end to add to that entertainment value. <laughs> Slaps thrown and not quite headbutts and spitting, but.
1: <laughs> I, it didn't say anything about that. It's got nothing. No, on the, well, because it's because like. it was on the other
2: side, I guess. For whatever reason, it doesn't come up on this oh, yeah. side. But yeah, one of okay. our players was, was a bit of a wind up merchant, and this like what in your team? Yeah, I I and he, this this other guy was biting all game. He'd stay, he was living in the first half. He was a little bit, but no, he, to be fair to him, I shook his hand after the game. He's you know. I suppose it's between his legs a bit, maybe. But, you know, yeah, good day at all rounds. And Brighton won as well in the pub afterwards. See that last minute goal.
1: Yeah. So you're a happy boy this weekend. Oh, I was. Yeah. Right. And so after that, uh, we've got uh, The View Saturday 1st. Interesting name. Uh, Spanked Mountfield United, 6-0. It's a Brighton-based side. I'll give it a go now. So uh, Svetazar Popov. Uh, got the goal for the view, along with Liam Hurley, Sam Hodgkins, uh, Dylan Barden, Luke Kennedy, and Ben Russo.
2: Mountfield struggled to get a, get a side together for that one. So, what was it? Yeah, uh, well, because it, it it took him ages to confirm what time kickoff was, like the other team to confirm. So you got you got guys in the Mountfield team that work Saturday mornings that weren't sure, you know. Hmm. I think as it turns out a lot of them couldn't make it anyway. But that's sort of the trouble with this with this competition. You know, you get drawn to teams near Brighton or the other side of Brighton and you get a few guys that work Saturday mornings and can't make it. But unlucky to my old teammates.
1: And so we got now we move over to the FA Lower Division Cup. Uh right town reserves, Spank pass and move first, eight one, five 5-0 at half time. So over at half time. Uh, the goals for Rye Town reserves, Ryan Dudeswell, Ben Banford, uh, two from Leo Sawyer, two from Alex Sarkees, uh, goal for Ben Reader, Craig Pierce, and A.O.G. Uh, the goal for pass move thirds from Austin Heyman. All the fixtures coming up in terms of cups, we've got a juicy one that I thought we'd just quickly mention, which is that Rye Town are going to be hosting Punnettstown, so second versus third. Should be a cracker, um, half 12 kickoff. That's in the Sussex Intermediary Challenge Cup that's Saturday. So, anyone in the area, please get down there. Should be a good one. So, looking at the ESFL team of the week, uh, we've got obviously after Punnettstown's Town's great results, we've got a few Punnett's Town players in there. So, we've got Sam Wygod in golf from Punnettstown. Town, uh, we've got um, left to right, we've got so yeah, we've got Stevie, Stevie Wurzel, uh, and not. Yeah, not one of the Wurzels, but Stevie Wurzels from Punnettstown on the left. Uh, center half pairing of uh, Andy McTair from Little Common and Punnettstown's Nick Moore with the right-back from um, Nordium of, of Dan Cruz. Yeah, Toby Shaw tack away on the right-hand side with uh, uh, Tristan Jarvis of Punnettstown centre-mid. right towns Liam Ridges of right-hand in the other centre-mid position with uh, Ollie Peterson from Bexhill Town on the uh, attacking midfield. Left side, uh, Krober's Arton Neil, and Nick Kavanagh from Little Common make up the the uh, front two. Well, as we know, there's a bag of goals in that side. Uh, any thoughts other than that, Leon? No. Nah. <laughs> well, thanks as ever, Leon, for this. You know, that was the week that was. Uh, and, and I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. <laughs>
3: no.
0: Converses for my pet my pet I had the
4: It has a team
1: to Tim's Takes.
3: The girls were in League Cup action on Saturday having to return to Lansing to play Montpellier Villa in the League Cup game a scrappy game which we won 5-3 we had, we again started with Lucy Apps in goal and Ruby Harris started the game for the first time so that's, that's a good experience and our usual goal scorers actually scored, scored the goal Sean Heather got two and Charlotte Kerr got three in the league we were going to be playing Ashford next Saturday at home but they're in, still in the Ladies FA Cup so it looks like we're away at Bexhill And I think we're playing at Bexhill College at the moment we need a big win there because Ashford who certainly are shaping up to be our main rivals in the ladies league they've had two massive wins in the league they've beaten Bexhill 17-0 and I think they beat Maidstone United 17-0 as well so now they've got a much better goal difference than us so we need to really first of all win the game and then make it as decisive as possible next Saturday. So hopefully we'll we'll pick up three points and improve our goal difference. It's annoying. There's only two teams getting going up from our league and the ladies as well, um, because yeah, there, there are two or three good teams in there. At least they could do is have a, a sort of playoff with the second place team because. One really good side is going to be denied promotion again at the end of the season. That will only mean they'll be playing yeah you know, sides they'll be beating easily, which yeah is, is no one really wants to see. But hopefully Hastings will come out on top when we meet Ashford and the other good sides in the league. Let's move on to Corinthian casuals on Tuesday. Perhaps have a start for Chinudu McKenzie. Looked very useful for the men. And I thought Nori came on and and um, made us a bit more potent up front than the second half. The ball just didn't fall for us, did it? You know, in all those goal mouse incidents. Um, but hopefully we'll be back on winning ways in the league soon. Cheers.
4: She still couldn't fall asleep This night the dream was leaving She tried so hard to keep And with the new days dawning She felt it drifting away Not only
0: for a crew
4: Not only for a day Too long ago, too long apart She couldn't wait another day for The captain of the heart The day came up, she made a stop. She stopped waiting another day for
0: the captain of a heart
4: Another day for
0: the captain of the heart.
1: and now over to the SBTS fan round table. And many thanks to John, Ian, and George for making it happen. Can I ask why you've got a hammer, John?
5: Oh, I just found it on the table.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on. Slightly threatening, but you know. So you've got swords on the walls, as we found out a week or two ago, and you're walking around with a hammer.
5: No, I'm sitting down with a hammer
1: you sitting down <laughs> with a hammer, okay. Oh, that's all right. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh,
5: I mean, it'd be a bit weird if I was walking around with one.
1: Well, <laughs> of course. Gives me great pleasure. Episode 83's Fan Roundtable. Going to crack straight into it because Wheels got, has got to go play tennis. So we got Uriya e up this week. Unbelievable stuff from the Wheels. So, first of all, we're... we're Start off by saying thank you very much for coming on, gentlemen George, John, and Ian. Lovely to see you. First of all, we start off with Enfield, the away trip to Enfield. Some, we um, myself and George and and John brave 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 the trip to Enfield. Obviously, George wasn't that brave because he drove in a car. Me and uh, John Wills, we uh, experienced, Hesteds. Uh, uh, away travel uh, and it was magne- It was magnificent uh, many a karaoke tune was sung uh, wonderful coach and that's not just the football now in terms of the football just a kind of prelude before we start talking about it we had an injury crisis uh, unfortunately Finn O'Mara got himself sent off for Cray so he couldn't come back in we had um, I think uh, as I remember wasn't it Craig Stone was 50-50 he could play and the poor old um, Alex Breffo couldn't couldn't play either, so Ollie Black came back into the team, and went, and and played very well. And I felt we were really unlucky that day. But let's I hand it over to you guys first. Um, John, do you want to start on uh, Enfield?
5: Yes, it was uh, it was a long journey, but um, it was good, um, and I. I think um, Craig Stone, you were saying he he was carrying a injury throughout the match and did amazingly well to stay on, and you wouldn't have noticed it, mm-hmm. but because of the lack of cover, as you say, Finn not available, then Gary Alphick's name appeared on the subs bench. Oh
1: yeah, it did, didn't it?
5: Yeah, People <laughs> to see an appearance, but um, I thought there there were some really good performances. Kane. Pen again, and and particularly um, pleasing was was seeing how Norrie Nori Scott played. Um, he's you, you know, is he needs a injection of confidence to go with his talent, and um, I thought he had a really good game. James Hull as well, some some good performances. Once again, a very narrow defeat. And, um, you know,
6: it was it was a bit of a shame, the final score. I think we deserved to draw. Georgie? Yeah, I agree with what John said, to be honest. Um, it sort of would have been easier for us as a promoted side to go there and lose 4-0 than it would to be so close and sort of come away with nothing. Great to see that we no, we were really loud behind the goal, um, sort of made a good show of ourselves there. In terms of the... the Performance, really good performance. You would have wouldn't really notice uh, Ollie Black, you know, mm. coming back first ninety minutes in a long time. Well, for us anyway. Obviously, that's that loan spell at Eastbourne really successful for him. Um, he yeah, obviously no hazard as well it was always going to be a big miss away from home, but uh, they conduct themselves really well. Could have scored, hit the post flush, late on, and then you know not long before they scored. I think so. Could have gone either way, and that's a team that should have got promoted last season. They all up the playoff final, so they they really, really, really should have gone up. They had a playoff final at, at home and um, and didn't make it. So they should be in the conference South, uh, and there we are competing against them, almost getting something very you know not too dissimilar to uh, Billericki. It was just that little slice of quality was the, was the difference. And mm. I know, you know as a player doesn't often score either just. Just picked out a weldy, one of those. Nothing that we could do about it. Um, bit of a shame, but yeah, prom- promising it's promising still. Yeah, I,
1: the game itself, like I know we left, uh, we'd lost, but we didn't feel like we'd lost. You know, first of no. all, you know, Enfield fans were saying how great our support was and how how good our our side was. It's just those fine margins, as you say, Chinadu. You know, we all thought it was in, didn't we? Like we we were jumping about eight foot in the air. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be, and that's football can be so cruel. You know, one you know one moment we think we've won it, and then they get one little chance, one little sniff, and and the game's done. It's uh, it can be like that some days, can't it? Well, just wanted to give an honourable shout out to Louie's mum. Yeah, as she's known as Louis, she's not known as Jane. It's Louis' mum. Uh, she was magnificent on the coach. Fantastic singer. Um, I won't have a word against her singing. And uh, <laughs> no, it was a, it was a very fun journey. John uh, was the agent provocateur as ever. And what is said on the coach stays on the coach. That's, just, that's I think that's what we agreed to. Hey, John. I didn't agree to anything. <laughs> well, I, I could bring up all the things you were talking about, but we won't. Because I want to, I want to keep your image as it is. Oh, what is
5: my image? I've always it's been looking
1: nice guy, you know.
5: Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. It was a good coach ride. About a um, few songs. Remember, you said that the coach was divided into three sections.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there was. There you was said that bad. very loudly as well, which was, you know, yeah. You know, I'm not. I don't know if that went down well. Too well. No. Anyway,
7: right. <laughs> the gra- the ground looks great. What's the ground like? Enfield's ground. Looks
6: really nice. Really good. Their um their clubhouse is more like a pavilion, really. Um more like well like the Delaware Pavilion. It's a nineteen thirties design Lido building. Hmm. Um you look like that tiling, you think, oh, where's the changing rooms? I'm going to go for a swim inside it. <laughs> and the it, like guy said it started in the 30s but finished in the 60s, so it's got elements of sort. Oh, bless of, uh, you. That wasn't even me. it's, not, it's next door. That's mm-hmm. all right. Um, yeah, as elements of both, and it's listed, so it was no, it's never going anywhere. They can't do anything to change it, which is obviously has good points and bad points. But cracking, absolutely cracking building. And even though it had an athletic track, you could get really, really, really close behind both goals. Mm. So not a bad ground at all, actually. One of my favourites we've been to.
1: Oh, and just quick mention, uh, the programme.
6: Had a picture what, of me in it.
1: Uh, Gabriel from uh, Enfield, who d- runs does the programme editing, we've got a page in there in the programme. Thank you again, Gabe. I'm sure you won't be listening to this, but, you know, thought I'd give him a shout-out. It was nice to get a little thing, a few things about Hastings in there. And obviously a picture of of your ugly face, George.
5: I mean, I, I was just thinking when you see programs like that, it was it was good, had some nice content. But when you see the standard of the Hastings program, it's it's great, isn't it? You, you know the the Enfield program looked like it was printed on Cheap I paper. don't know. It was really, but it, I mean, and there's no there's not much. I know your your liking it because your face was in it but um I was, I was just saying really mainly what I'm saying is a big shout out to whoever's involved with the Hastings United programme it's, it's packed with readable stuff and um, really good.
1: What about that badge on the front though John?
5: Well what badge? <laughs> <laughs> what badge? Yes it is sponsored by Disney I know but
6: Hopefully not for long. Yeah. Chris, well, I will mate. say about Gabriel, obviously, you know, you've got a reput- reputation for bringing people onto the podcast and then them turning out to be not quite what we, we may have expected. Gabriel, long fantastic violent. bloke.
1: Yeah. No, top, he was a nice top, guy,
6: wasn't he? Top bloke. And he came through on his promise of a beer. Um, we had a We had a long chat after the game, me and him, like, top bloke. Um, so yeah. it's absolute pleasure. So, Chris, there's one point in the bag for you this season mm-hmm. for bringing on nice people onto the podcast. So well done.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Normally they're uh, coked up the uh, hooligans or all sorts of other things. So...
6: Chopping and, chopping and changing.
1: Yeah, and chopping and changing.
5: The local ones.
1: Exactly. Right. And so moving on from that, obviously a disappointing defeat. Um, But, I mean, I know we're all in good spirits after that. So then we come on to Corinthian Casuals uh, in the Velocity Champions League Cup. Just to start off, first of all, uh, I must say, um, magnificent thoughts from George. He rung up Smithy, who hasn't turned up uh, for this, and, and told him, look, play the Champions League music as the players come out. Be a nice touch. It's Tuesday. It's Champions League day. It's Velocity I mean, this is a magnificent, it's a massive trophy. You've got to have the Champions League. And and it did happen. And um, I think John and George recorded it. Very funny. I mean, what do you think about that, George?
6: Just wonderful to see the Champions League theme tune at a ground where it should be played. The great pilot fields. Um, ground steeped in history. And finally getting the walkout music that it deserves with that with that fantastic tune that UEFA have ripped off from... and. Well, Handle, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, and perhaps it inspired the team They played like they were playing in the Champions League, mm-hmm. particularly in that first half. We were absolutely wonderful. Um, and you know, maybe maybe it, it, it put off Crimson Casuals and it definitely put off the liner. I'm not sure what he was doing in the first half, <laughs> bless him, but uh, it felt big night, big night Champions League liner got a wave, got a wave, everyone got <laughs> but um. Perhaps, perhaps he was thinking our oh, VAR will uh, will have a look at it for me because it's a it's a mm. Champions League night, but no, um, yeah, a bit of a laugh, wasn't it? Proper, proper, proper bit of a laugh, and Hastings laughing at ourselves. It's always good, so it's always good fun, isn't it? Mm. Um, and then what followed was just wonderful, wasn't it?
1: Mm. True, oh, um, Ian, I haven't had, you have a chance to speak yet. Do you want to touch on this game?
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I, as George said, it was yeah, it was really fantastic. It was one of those ones where you kind of, you know, you're out on a Tuesday night. It's quite a small crowd. The kickoff was delayed by 15 minutes. Slightly sat there thinking. Uh, sometimes, sometimes those mm. kind of, pick a young team without any experience. Things can go a bit wrong. And and it was just, it was fantastic. I mean, you, it, obviously, you have to look at Corinthian Casuals' league position and their goals for so total mm. as a slight, you know, like <laughs> caveat. But you know they had a pretty strong team out, and they were a you know experienced team and you you're putting kids up against that and you know our our lineup got progressively younger as the game went on <laughs> um you know you sort of wondered if it if it'd gone to extra time whether we'd been putting on toddlers or something um and it was just, yeah it was just a superb team performance, just a brilliant effort particularly by by some of the kids. Um, I mean obviously they're you know older than kids, but you know what i mean uh, and yeah i thought I thought especially defensively' you know in the midfield and and in the in the defense that's where the kind of physical battles get lost if you've got young players coming up against more experienced ones, and some of those some of those youngsters did a just tremendous job. I thought Harvey Mapstone was just immense definitely yeah. throughout the whole thing. Um, I thought and Moynes really grew into it, really started dominating the midfield as it went on. Uh, Josh Turner really came into the game as it went along. Um, Oscar Barry looked really yeah. nervous at the start, but then kind of really found his feet. And it was just, it was really inspiring stuff. It was, it was kind of the sort of thing that I loved watching at, at, at a football match, that kind of sense of really, really being inspired by watching something rather than just uh, just a sort of standard team performance yeah it was just excellent it was really good fun and and you know the senior players as well you know nori had a great game which was lovely to see yeah james Hull had a really good game as well you know um so yeah from throughout really it was just it was just a great night in a sort of unexpected but really wonderful way
1: yeah i mean i know personally me i was i was i would say i wouldn't say i was bricking it but i saw that team and I thought, oh, Christ, I, if they're putting out a full side, it could be a struggle. And and from the first kick of the ball, I, you know, we just on the front foot throughout. I just I'm just just really impressive, a very enjoyable game of football to watch. Um, yes, Corinthians are going to struggle this season. Um, and I mean, when we when they play our first team, well, uh, it, 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 you know, it could be quite a scoreline. But um, you know that that you know it's got to acknowledge that there's a young young lads out there, um, and you know, particularly Oscar Barry. I felt I felt that he really did come into the game. Nearly hit a hit. A, I'm sure he did. Did he not have about a 30 yard strike? I'm sure he had a little crack from out yeah. outside the box, didn't he?
5: To the keeper's left, wasn't it?
1: And and Nori, um, I felt was brilliant. I just the whole game on it, just like, like almost like he was playing. For his squad place, you know, like he really was up for it. And, and thank Christ he got a goal. You know, hopefully that's going to help now, his confidence. And it was a bloody good one, wasn't it? Yeah, really nice finish. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
6: I think for those who weren't at the game um, last night, Tuesday, um, I think just to, it was 2-1, obviously they equalised. But in the first half, we could have had four yeah. quite easily. Like It was to, it's hard to describe how much we were all over him shooting towards the Cole Warren. It was all Hastings. That first half an hour. Um it was like I know Corinthian casuals turned up at half seven, but it was like it was half eight by the time they, they touched the ball. Um it was it really was all Hastings. Um and then yeah, yeah second half I think I think you said Chris last night when the rain came down it was a bit of a level and it brought them back yeah. into the game. Um but the pitch held up really well. Fair play to, to Simon Rodkins for that. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was two one doesn't actually do our boys justice. I don't think it was it was a pretty convincing, deserved, yeah. dominant win, um, and great to see uh, Chinny score as well. But it really, really was dominant. Mm.
1: John,
5: yeah, we really enjoyed it. Um, and as as being said, I, I've never seen us have quite so many touches in our position box in that first half and if you'd walked in as not knowing any different you would have thought that's that we were playing our first team really they they actually played as a team they played to the to Gary's system and it looked good and and it was very exciting going forward um the triangles they were playing the balls in behind the defenders the runs off the ball it was it was top class and thoroughly deserved win
7: their goal was greeted by absolute silence which i thought was quite impressive it was it only lacked tumbleweed blowing across the pitch
5: didn't even oh. know they'd
7: scored No, it was, it was a slightly weird goal as well wasn't it so it was sort of yeah.
6: yeah
7: it was very strange
6: it was, was just it was just a, just a mistake wasn't it um so it's not like they to sort of play football around us or anything. It's just a just a clearance which deflected off our own defender and, and went went to them. Didn't even know they scored. I was like, why? Why has that bloke picked up the ball? And why is he running back to the halfway line? <laughs> it's a bit um a I think. Well, I think they scored. And then you know, it took a ton of announcement for that to be confirmed. They 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 brought absolutely no one. I thought last night. Yeah. Also wanted to mention. I haven't mentioned it. Uh, Finley Finney Chapman. Quality on the ball and quality and some quality deliveries in as well. Yeah, um, yeah real high quality. I know he's, he's played a couple of times for the first team. Um, he's come on a sub and uh, yeah, a real another real talent. And they're being nurtured really well. I think last night we could really see what top top people we have coaching these young players mm. and coaching the whole the whole setup there. Um, so these players have come through Angie Brown, Ben Cornelius, and obviously been guided by John Meany and Gary Elphick, by top top people who are firm, who know what they're doing, um, and also so encouraging to the young players. And the way the way they're giving feedback and like live during the game, just the, just the, the way they are with them, just in, just inspiring, really. It's, it's, they've got inspiring people around them, these young players, and they must feel like they're definitely in the right place. I mean what if you're if you're uh someone from this from this area, a Sussex player, and you're wondering where to go at the age of 13, 14, 15, the answer's Hastings United, because you've got that pathway through that's so there in front of you, it's so obvious to see. James Hull was the old man on the pitch at one you know, at one point last night. He's a senior player, he's in the he's in the first team a player who's so far into the first team now, Tom Chalmers, who's a you know homegrown, was rested last night because he's, so, he's such an important player in the first team. The pathway is there, and it was just wonderful to see that thread through the club last night. It was really wholesome.
1: Definitely. I I've got nothing else to add to that, really. It was just yeah, such, yeah. such a cracking night. And just, uh, you know, in terms of games coming up, I mean, I know that most of those... Most of those players are going to come out now, but it's just nice to know you've got. You can slot those people in, and hopefully over the season, you know, one or two of those lads can come in. You know, yeah, different. and it's
7: it's great as a as a supporter to get a chance to see them mm. play. It kind of theoretically in the first team, you know, because you because as a as a sort of slightly fair weather supporter, you don't get to see those players except as bit part players quite often. You know, sub, late substitutes and so on. So you don't really have that sense of who they are and what they can do and so on. So last night was a really, yeah, I mean, we, we've already used the, the word inspiring a lot, but it was it was really inspiring. Because you well, just well, look at them and think, wow, you know, there's some real players here and some real characters as well. You know, there's some real leadership going on.
1: Well, particularly in this cup, they're going to be playing in it. You know, we we're, yeah. we're obviously in quite a few cups. I'm fairly sure that, that the same side will be playing maybe a couple of changes, maybe, but in the Velocity Champions League, and uh, we're, we're playing Whitehawk next, aren't we?
6: Whitehawk away. Um, it's the, these games seem to be being played on the twenty, the twenty second, the 29th or the or the fifth, but um, not it's not Did been we, confirmed yet. Oh, it hasn't been confirmed, no. No, and it's England. England are playing uh, Wales, I think, on the on the 29th, So. I'm sure some a lot of fixtures have been moved to miss World Cup games. So we'll, sure. see. we'll see. The only game, other game that recently has been confirmed is Margate away on the twentieth of December. But yeah, in well it is an opportunity for I think Whitehawk away might be a sterner test than Bruntfield and casuals, but
1: we have a good foot uh, the good form, Whitehawk.
6: They're in good form. But um, awesome. Yeah, they knocked out Ashford in the last round. I think they won 4-0 at the weekend, so they might they might fancy it. Get them out there. Get the young boys out there. They're good yeah. enough. Yeah. If
7: we get knocked out, do we go into the Velocity Europa League? <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.
1: Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know the Europa League music. Do we know the? U- do they have a music? <laughs> Nobody Yo?
7: knows the Europa yeah. League music. It's a piece of free <laughs> jazz or
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I had some uh, great chats with Gary and John Meany after the game. Yeah. Their enthusiasm is infectious. All the players coming over to them. You could just see that, that they're just like, particularly with Meeny, they're, they're people around him. They're just like sponges, aren't they? They're trying to soak up because he. I mean, you, you, who who can't get? I don't want to say excited because that sounds a bit wrong, but who can't um, be buoyed by Meeny's approach? You know, like he's um. Hang on, that sounds very dodgy. <laughs> no, it's, it's,
6: it's the best of the guys. Just... I, like uh, I said to him, if, you, if you bit if you bit into him, it would be like having a lucas age. This the guy is just energy, and It's wonderful, wonderful to see. And it is infectious, isn't it? Mm. It's joyous and infectious, and he he's, he absolutely, absolutely loves it. it um, looks
1: like lives, breathes, eats football, doesn't he? He really yeah. does. It comes across as that way.
6: Yeah, it must be must be wonderful, particularly for the younger players to mm. to have that. And the, the, you know the guy. It, these people that got your back, and they're not gonna, not gonna hammer you if you've if you've misplaced a pass, or there's nothing like that going on at the club. It's it's all positive. Yeah, and that's even why
5: Chris wants to dance with him. Everyone that's wants exactly to dance. Exactly. Everyone
1: wants to dance with John Meany End of the season, we do that. One. Feel the heat, yeah, that as well. Um, right, so let's look forward to uh, Haringey Harringay on the weekend. Uh it's gonna be a tough fixture. I'm I'm going towards a draw here. Uh my feelings on this. Uh Ian. Ian, what do you think? harringay Uh
7: well, as you know, Chris, I don't do predictions. Um, but I'm sure there'll be a big crowd there. How about oh. that?
1: That's good. That's good enough. That's all oh, that's all oh, that is actually a little bit of a prediction, but we we'll, we'll yeah, leave that. As you know, we don't want to be fun. Uh John, is it gonna be one one to Hastings?
5: I think we need, we deserve to be picking up three points there, mm. you know. But there's not, there's not a lot that we have to change. We're we play There's not. I can't remember a game where we've really played badly, and um, and hopefully it's, it's kind of the bounce of the ball has been against us the last few games. But that's got to turn. And um, I think if because you've got Gary and. John, Meany, they're they're playing this system that is effective, and and um, it, it just hopefully it's going to turn our way on Saturday.
1: George, five, five nil. No? It's going yeah, it. Five nil. No. Five no. Right, quickly, I've got to mention this. Smithy's not here, but I want to mention it. Fan forum. That's for all Hastings fans, not just supporters club members. Fan forum, twenty-four for this month. Please, please come along at the at the pilot field. We're going to have Billy Wood there. We're also going to have a selection um, of whoever Gary says we can have there um, because uh, the players will be training that day. So they can come in and out, pop in and out uh, and see uh, us fans. So it'll be a great, uh, great evening. Obviously, there's lots of questions that people might want to ask Billy as well. Um, As long as everyone does it in a nice fashion, you know what I mean? Sensible conversations. That's what we were looking for but I thought I'd mention it. Hopefully the advertisement will be out soon, but it's for all fans. That's the 24th of this month, seven o'clock doors open.
6: I just got something for John. Go on. I wonder if, if he could complete this rhyme. The future is bright. It's Clara and...
5: Blue. <laughs> ah, there we go. Light. Light.
6: That's
1: good. Yes. Very yes. good. Very good. Very um, good. Uh,
5: I was just just um walking around at half time um mm. and you look back and you see the floodlit pitch and then you look to the right uh, when you're by the shop and you see that fantastic stand i've not there's nothing like it in all the grounds we we go to and you know we i sometimes you forget how lucky we are to to have that. Pilot Field. There, not only is it steeped in the tradition and the history of the club, but I, it's a such a ground where all the away supporters that come, it's they, you know, they say such positive things about it. It's so unusual compared to these bog standard grounds that we go to. And I, I, as George said, there's a couple that stand out, and I think we really are one of those um, clubs. And it, it's nice to. You know, the council have made an offer that they're going to um, try and turn this ground into something that the um, town can be proud of, and I, you know, I think it's time to start. Ha- doing have that.
1: they? Have they, John? Have they made oh, an offer?
5: Well, that's what was said. It, you know, you got to at least talk with people and hold them to to promises, mm. haven't you? You know, but I, but apart from that, I just it, it's a fantastic ground that. That we've got, and you know, to play there in the Clara and White with a proper badge is a dream that is out there.
1: (laughs) So I take it you're coming along to the fan forum on the 24th for this month, John? Yeah. No way. No, no, you know, no, no. You're just, you're just talking Facebook. Yeah, go on.
5: I I will. Yeah.
1: You're strong on social media, mate. Right. Well, listen. Thanks, chaps. Uh, Ian, George, John take care and I will see you at the game
6: see you at the game big Chris shout, out to, keep, keep shout so. out to Twitter Keith keeping us all happy Twitter Keith Twitter Keith keeping the Hastings fans oh yeah highly motivated during the working day Keith absolutely work busy Felicity, man
1: mate. busy man keep, it up.
6: keep smacking that like button we all get it let's go thanks Keith
1: as ever if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables tables, That email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. And we have a jam-packed YouTube channel chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment, or a like, but definitely subscribe it's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host Chris Laverick, hope you have a good week, and see you at the game.